Hey, I'm James Denton, mostly known from Desperate Housewives, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for stopping by for another year of On Screen and Beyond. It's 2015. Hope you all had a great New Year's and Christmas and holiday season and everything else. And we're ready and raring to go for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 345. And I'm your host, Brian Zimrak. This is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with the guests from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, our guest is a great one. We've got Mike Delfino of Desperate Housewives. That's right. James Denton is going to be joining us. And we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. And he's got two great movies coming out on Up TV very shortly. In fact, one is this weekend, January 4th at 7 o'clock on Up TV. Be sure to check it out. It's called The Girl's Best Friend. They're going to have an encore presentation on January 16th at 9 p.m., so take a look out for that. And in February, he's going to be in another film on Up TV. It's called Dancer and the Dame. And that's going to be on February 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So check your local listings for that and a lot of other great things coming on Up TV. So be sure to check it out. But got to also remind you to uh, be sure to check me out on KESTAM 1450 in San Francisco on Saturday mornings with Real to Real Crew as we talk about movies and just have a lot of good fun times there so check that out if you can't uh, be in that area in the san francisco bay area be sure to check it out online they got streaming there so you can hear it too and all right let's see let's get into it it's time for remake madness what's coming your way as far as remakes in theaters in january right here on on screen and beyond please hang up and try again Remake Madness, even though it's January, we don't have a whole lot coming your way as far as remakes, but we do have the beloved books about Paddington Bear, as it's being remade for the big screen in Paddington, and that comes your way on January 16th. And that's it for remakes. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as new movies? Right here, in January, in theaters and On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies that are not sequels or remakes. It looks like January 16th in theaters in January. The Wedding Ringer stars Josh Gad, Kelly Cuoco Sweeting, and Kevin Hart as a groom-to-be hires a best man for his wedding. And January 16th also will bring us Chris Hemsworth as he stars in Black Hat. It's a film about cyber crimes. January 23rd, Kyle Urban stars in The Loft. Now, this is a tense psychological thriller. As five guys share a penthouse for affairs, and a dead woman's body is found in the loft. Which one did it? January 23rd will also bring us Jennifer Lopez, as she stars in a psychological thriller also called The Boy Next Door, with forbidden attraction that goes awry. January 23rd, Johnny Depp stars in a comedy called Mordecai, as an inept British art dealer. And on January 30th, Kevin Costner stars in Black or White as a widower is drawn into a custody battle for his granddaughter, who he helped raise his whole life. 
That's it for upcoming new movies that aren't sequels or remakes. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's time to go to Sequel City and find out what's coming your way as far as sequels, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Sequel City, movies that are coming your way in theaters in January. It looks like The Woman in Black 2, Angel of Death, without Daniel Radcliffe this time, moves into theaters on January 2nd. And Taken 3 with Liam Neeson will arrive in theaters on January 9th for some more action. That is it for Sequel City in theaters in January. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD coming your way in January. TV on DVD coming your way in January. Well, it looks like on January 6th, Archer Season 5 comes your way, along with Black Sails, the complete series, and Girls Season 3, Glee Season 5. January 13th, Ancient Aliens Season 6, Volume 2, and Boardwalk Empire Season 5. The Bride Season 2, Dallas Season 3, NYPD Blue Season 8, Tailspin Volume 3, and Tyrant, Season 1. January 20th, you can look for Little House on the Prairie, Season 4 Remastered, Satisfaction, Season 1, Welcome Back, Cotter, Season 2, and on January 27th, Downton Abbey, Season 5 will come your way. That's it for TV on DVD coming your way in January. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in January? We've got it next. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Movies on DVD coming your way in January. January 6th, Boyhood with Ethan Hawke. Get On It with Viola Davis. Horns with Daniel Radcliffe. Left Behind with Nicolas Cage. And No Good Deed with Idris Elba. On January 13th, look for Gone Girl with Ben Affleck. The Identical with Ashley Judd. A Walk Among the Tombstones with Liam Neeson. January 20th, Annabelle. The Box Trolls with Ben Kingsley. The Drop with Tom Hardy, Lucy with Scarlett Johansson, and on January 27th, Before I Go to Sleep with Nicole Kidman, The Book of Life, Fury with Brad Pitt, The Judge with Robert Downey Jr., and My Old Lady with Maggie Smith. And that's it for movies on DVD coming your way in January. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what do you say? It's time for Celebrity Birthdays. <laughs> Celebrity birthdays, January 3rd, Mel Gibson turns 58, Danica McKellar of the Wonder Years, Winnie, turns 39, George Martin, the Beatles producer, turns 88, and Victoria Principal turns 64, she's of Dallas, of course, January 4th, David Foley turns 51, January 5th, Bradley Cooper turns 39, Robert Duvall turns 83, and Ted Lang of The Love Boat turns 66. 
And on January 6th, Norman Reedus of The Walking Dead turns 45. January 7th, Nicolas Cage turns 50. Jeremy Renner turns 43. Dustin Diamond of Saved by the Bell turns 37. And Aaron Gray turns 64. January 8th, David Bowie turns 67. And Bob Eubanks turns 76. January 9th, Jimmy Page turns 70. Dave Matthews turns 47. And J.K. Simmons turns 59. January 10th, Rod Stewart, 69, and Pat Benatar, 61. And on January 11th, Mary J. Blige turns 43. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as our listeners' birthdays, well, if you have one that you uh, would like to let us know about, simply send it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and I will get that on for you. Give it to me, you know, a week or two before the birthday or something like that, just to give me a chance to get it down. And uh, we will say uh, happy birthday to you or a friend or a relative or whatever. And as far as celebrity listener birthdays this coming week, it looks like Victoria K is going to be turning 32 from Springfield, Massachusetts. Happy birthday to Victoria and all the other celebrities that we talked about. And everybody have a very happy birthday. So that's it for Celebrity Birthdays. And now... James Denton is going to be coming our way. James, of course, was Mike Delfino. The, uh, they called him the Desperate Housewife Hunk, or one of the Desperate Housewives Hunks. <laughs> but he's got a new movie coming out. Actually, he's got two. They're going to be on Up TV. One of them is coming up this weekend, January 4th. It's going to be on at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So check your local listings on Up TV. Now, this is a family film, really a good film to sit down and have a good time with the family, just relaxing after the holidays and everything. And uh, it's on Sunday night, like I said. And it's also going to have an encore presentation coming up on uh, January 16th at 9 p.m. And then in February, he's going to be at another film on Up TV, and it's called Dancer and the Dame. James Denton, he is next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond as our first guest of the year is an actor we all know from many roles, including his long run as Mike Delfino on Desperate Housewives. He has two movies, not one, but two, coming to Up TV, one this weekend, Sunday, January 4th at 7 p.m., called A Girl's Best Friend, and it repeats on Friday, January 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And he also has another one called Dancer and the Dame. That comes out on February 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's James Denton. James, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm all about the Up Network this month. And you know what? It's nice to be the first guest of uh, 2015. I'm honored. Yes, well, we're, we're very pleased to have you here. I really, <laughs> really I was excited when I had the opportunity. I know, you know it was a last-minute thing that they, they told us that uh, you'd be available, so I, I jumped right on it. I, I wanted to get you on here. <laughs> well, thanks. It's, it's kind of a funny time of year. You know, the movie is, uh, the one you mentioned, uh, Girl's Best Friend, premieres um, on January 4th. So it's a real tough kind of uh, couple of weeks for publicity for them. It's a strange time to launch a movie, so so we appreciate it. Yeah, but you know, you're very busy. <laughs> this, you know, I mean, you get two movies coming out. Jeez, you've been uh, you've been doing a lot of filming. 
It, it's been crazy, Brian. I tell you, uh, I moved uh, my family to Minnesota, where my wife is from. All her family is up here. That's where I am now. Oh, really? And uh, as soon as Desperate Housewives ended two years ago, we have two little kids who were seven and nine at the time. And there was no reason for us to be in L.A. If you're lucky enough to get a run like we did on Desperate Housewives, mm. hopefully you can, you know, afford to have a couple of options. You know, we had a couple of dollars for the first time in our lives, you know, as an actor family. Um, so we just bolted and we, we moved to Minnesota. And so I kind of thought I would be, you know, semi-retired at 50 years old and one foot out of the business. But it's been crazy. We've been here in the last year and a half. We've been here. I've done six little independent movies, uh, did two really big Equity Productions, two plays. It's a great theater town, the Twin Cities. Oh, are. Right, and, yeah. uh, and I just, I'm just, uh, now I'm in Toronto. Well, I'm at home for the holidays now, but I'm working on a new show called uh, The Good Witch with uh, Catherine Bell from JAG. Uh, it's going to premiere in February. So it was much busier than I thought it'd be when I moved to Minnesota. Oh, wow. Wow. Geez, that, that's, uh, I'm interested in finding out more about that stuff. Uh, but uh, first off, how did you get involved with, uh, well, let's start with uh, A Girl's Best Friend. You know, they came to me uh, with the script, uh, which was kind of surprising because the role, I mean, if it were a big-budget movie, you'd probably cast Owen Wilson. You know, he's a, uh, my character is kind of a reluctantly aging surfer dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I read it, I just saw Owen Wilson all over it. <laughs> and and he's very funny. He's a cop, kind of uh, doesn't take anything very seriously. All he wants to do is get back to the beach and surf or ride his kayak and uh, chronically single, um, you know, that kind of guy. And um, so, yeah, when I read it, I fell in love with it. So I, I basically said, yes, I want to do it. My days are kind of numbered to play that sort of role, you know. So um, I was very pleased to, to, to be offered it because it's a, really a comedy, but it's a very sweet kind of romantic comedy uh, between um, a really sweet relationship between my character and a little 12-year-old girl or 11-year-old girl, and then also the love interest for me, uh, an actress named Laura Manel, who's uh, from Canada, who was just brilliant. So, uh, and then we have the dog. Uh, because I'm a canine cop, so it's a really, really fantastic little basset hound that was in the movie. So it's a fun family movie, and it's of course perfect for up. So they they just um, they just called me up, which is really a uh, the way I've been working here in Minnesota is uh, kind of enjoying some of the Desperate Housewives, you know, French benefits where people think, hey, what about that guy from Desperate Housewives? Where's he? Um, and, they, uh, <laughs> and they come find me. So um, I was happy that they found. Yeah, and Up TV has been having some great uh, movies lately. Uh, it, it just seems that they're they're getting a lot of uh, you know great actors to come in and do some some uh, movies for them. And uh, they are. I just think a lot of Barbara Fisher, who is at the network, she was uh, the one that was at the top of uh, our movie. Uh, and I think they're doing some really smart, really positive things there. And uh, this is a first class operation all the way. Bruce Johnson was the director on the ground there who's a, who does a lot of movies like this who was fantastic and I just can't say enough about him all Terry Ingram directed it and it was one of the best experiences I've ever had so as an actor you hear Up Network or sometimes Lifetime and you think ah, is it going to be a little too mm-hmm. you know squeaky clean yep. but, but this was a really um, class operation and you know there really aren't enough family movies made as it is so I, I, was, uh, I was really happy to do it yeah now we always hear the golden rule one, don't work with kids or dogs. <laughs> and you've done both now. <laughs> Not only did we have a kid and a dog, we shot this movie in 12 days. 12 days? 12 days. It was unheard of. I don't wow. know what happened if we were just on a time crunch to deliver it, but we had 12 shooting days. So we went Monday through Friday twice and then had a Monday through Tuesday. And that was it. 
Um, so it was really, uh, we, we laughed about it because Bruce Johnson, when he delivered it to the network, he said, I hope they don't get any ideas and try to put me on a 12 day schedule for every movie. Um, <laughs> but we really knocked it out. And so, uh, especially having a kid and a dog, and I hate to say a kid because Lila Fitzgerald, who plays the little girl, her name is Polka Dot, um, in the movie, she's just the sweetest little girl and a fantastic actress. Um, so Lila Fitzgerald, remember that name. She's, I guess she's 12 years old. Uh, but thankfully, she's not your typical kid. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, dog was tough. It wasn't a picture dog. We had trouble finding a basset hound, which is kind of the joke. My character lost his German Shepherd because he was, you know, kind of a slacker and, and made a mistake. And, uh, and he, they took away his attack dog and gave him the uh, the search dog. So it's kind of a, a running gag that I'm stuck with this basset hound as my canine dog. So we, we didn't get a movie dog. So he was he was a challenge. But uh, luckily, our child actor was fantastic. Wow! Yeah, it sounds like it's an interesting film. Uh, it's uh, I, I, oh, it's really cute. It's this the girl. Basically, what what happens is the, Lila's character is really the lead, and the movie was once called Polka Dot and Louie, because mm-hmm. my dog's name is Louie. But the movie, the title was just a little bit too cute and sounded too much like a kids' film, and it really isn't. Um, so her character um, has a, a chronically ill mother. And so she's sort of the adult in the family, and her mother gets taken to the hospital, and she hides from child services, so they don't even know she's there, and she's living by herself at 12 years old, and starts going, sneaking over into the, uh, she sees me just out randomly at a cafe, and my dog, and tries to get a job at the kennel, the canine kennel, washing dogs. And so that's how she and I meet, and ultimately I end up sort of picking her under my wing, and it's a really sweet story. Hmm. Now, everybody's got to be watching out for this because that's coming up this weekend uh, on Sunday, January 4th at 7 p.m. And uh, and again, they, I believe, on the 16th, right? Right, on the 16th, yep. January 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, they, they got to make sure they watch those because this weekend, you know, it, it's going to be tough because there's so much going on. But uh, definitely stick around if you if you do miss it this weekend. Catch it on January 16th because it sounds like a really good movie. It really is. It's solid. The little girl is just a fantastic actress. And Laura Minnell, who plays, like I said, some of my love interest, is uh, in a show called Haven, uh, I think currently in mm-hmm. Canada. And has been in, she's in the movie The Watchman. It's been a, it's done a bunch of great work, and she's really, really good, too. So, yeah, it's, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Now, you got another one, too. February 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Dancer and the Dame. <laughs> so well, that one I feel I almost feel guilty promoting that one. It's a really good, really fun, uh, another very positive message movie. But I only am in. It's kind of a spoiler. I'm not in it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came in and did one day because uh, David White, who was also in the movie, and Pure Flix, who I did a movie for earlier, a Christian company. Um, they're producing it, and so I, I went down to Louisiana and did one day for them. So uh, you kind of think that my character may be the lead in the movie. And then I get killed. <laughs> so uh, I don't want, sometimes, just in case there are any James Denton fans out there still left from Desperate Housewives, oh, yeah. I don't want to be misleading and say, oh, yeah, go check out this movie. I do want you to watch it. It's a really great movie. And my scene is fantastic. It's with, again, I'm going to play a canine cop, but an undercover guy with a beard and a bandana, a really tough guy. Hmm. Very, very different. Um, and so, uh, so that's, uh, that's a really good movie as well, but I don't want to mislead anybody. I, I don't. I don't have very much screen time. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They bring in the big name for you know to draw the people in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, but it's it's again. Uh, but Pure Flix does some really great stuff. Um, it is. It's a Christian company, and they do uh, they do a lot of movies every year. 
Um, and, and this one's really, really solid. So, uh, so yes, I'm happy to promote it. Uh, Gabe Savloff uh, directed it, does a lot of their movies. But Billy Gardell is the lead in it from Mike and Molly. And oh, Evil yeah. LaRue from CSI Miami. Yes. Um, so there's some really good uh, Michael uh, Badalucco. I think he was on The Practice. So anyway, a lot of a lot of, you, a lot of the actors you'll you'll recognize and know, but uh, that also is a really nice, another really great family movie. Oddly enough, about a canine cop, but it's not me; it's a different guy played by Billy Gardell, um, hmm. and uh, and the dog. So yeah, this is back to back dog movies. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't learn from the first one, right? <laughs> That's right. Not back to back dogs; just back to back dog movies. They're right? Both, they're, they're both they're both really good movies, and again, really really solid. You know family entertainment. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is acting what you always wanted to do? Not at all. You know, I came out of college and was uh, in advertising. I started working in radio, um, just selling airtime. I actually started a newspaper selling ad space back in the old days. And I went from there to AM radio, then to FM radio, selling commercials, then to television. And um, somebody convinced me to do some community theater as a hobby. Um, and so I started acting in little tiny community theater plays just to get away from my job. And really enjoyed it, got some positive reviews, and people kept saying, why didn't you become an actor? Why don't you try it? No, it just didn't seem practical. I grew up in the country in Tennessee and outside of Nashville, and nobody was an actor. So I thought, well, it's just a hobby. And then I was starting to turn 30, and I was single, and I thought, you know what? It'd be great to not have to work, or if I could get paid to act, man, that'd be nice. <laughs> so I just turned in my notice, and uh, you know, my parents had heart attacks, and I, <laughs> I went to Chicago. Uh, which made all the difference for me. If I'd gone to New York, I don't know if I would have even made it. But Chicago has so many great theaters. Oh, if you're yeah. willing to work for free or for very little, you can get on stage in Chicago if you're any good. So, yeah, I started late in life. I started acting at about 28. Hmm. Um, never even had any idea that I was going to do it before that. So you weren't doing in the high school all the plays and everything? No, nope, we didn't even have any. I mean, I grew up in a town called Goodlettsville, Tennessee, outside of Nashville. We there was no theater. The first play I saw, I was in. Uh, somebody asked me to be in a production of Our Town that they were doing out, outdoors at a park in Nashville. Um, and this woman just said, I think you'd make a great George Gibbs. Have you ever been in a play? And I said, no. Um, and so I, I, I was in one before I ever saw one. <laughs> there just wasn't any theater where I grew up. So I just became a theater guy. I never intended to be in front of the camera. I fell in love with theater, um, you know, telling the story every night and the audience reaction and I just loved it, and so um, did a lot of studying, read every book I could find. Still never taken a class, which is kind of odd, mm. um, but I, I've read every book you can imagine. Um, and, and went to Chicago to see what would happen, and I was there for a little over five years and did 16 plays in five years in Chicago, and that was, my, that was all my training. That was all there was, and somebody saw me in a play and flew me to L.A. It's just wow. a crazy story. Yeah. Huh. Jeez, yeah, this is one of those ones you know you hear about, but you you, you know you don't, that somebody yeah, all of a sudden it, gets spotted and it's you know oh you're going to be an actor. It, 
Yeah, it's really well, weird, and it's not at all. It sounds a little like an overnight success because of the way it happened. Is strange, but it was a nice, steady kind of crawl and then climb for me because the Chicago years were really, really lean. Uh, just doing mm-hmm. non-paying or low-paying theater, and then trying to survive. Started doing commercials. That's how it got in front of the camera. Doing commercials for things like Aquafresh, Old El Paso Salsa, mm-hmm. Chevrolet, Sears. I, I had eleven commercials running when I left Chicago, <laughs> so I was in a lot of commercials. So that's what got me in front of the camera. Just uh-huh. trying to find a way to make a buck to, yeah. to to like support my theater habit. Yeah. Um, and then it just and then like I said, someone saw me in a play in in Chicago and called a manager in L.A. and said, "You you should represent this guy." I think he would be a good client for you. And that was the connection, and I got flown out to do a test for a sitcom that I ultimately didn't get, but while I was there, I was able to make a, a lot of use of it, meet some agents, meet some other people, and I decided to stay because I, you know, it was a good opportunity for me to stay while I was there. Um, so it was sort of nice and steady for me. And then and even in L.A., it was a sort of a steady climb. A lot of guest stars in two or three series that, that were one year and then canceled, one year and then canceled, and then... I was on The Pretender for three years, right, yeah. and then Bank, and then Housewife. So uh, it was really a pretty steady steady climb over about 20 years. I was just sort of late to the game, you yeah. know, because I didn't study in college. Yeah. So Desperate Housewives, did, were they looking for you, or did you uh, audition for that one? You know, um, I did a show called Threat Matrix, yes. um, yeah. which was uh, based on the actual document the president gets in the morning with all of the what uh, the NSA believes are the biggest uh, terrorist threats. Um, and it was in 2002. And um, we lasted one year. They put us on, well, first of all, the critics just bashed us because we were capitalizing on people's fears of terrorism. There should not be a television show about terrorism. Well, now there are about 100. Right, you know? yeah. <laughs> we, we, we were the first one after 9-11. <clears throat> and they put us on Thursday night at 8 o'clock against the final season of Friends, and the first season of Survivor. Oh, <laughs> we got buried. So uh, that was one year, but I was the, sort of the main guy in it. And Housewives was casting uh, at that pilot season when we were being canceled. And one of our producers uh, was working with Mark Cherry on developing Housewives and said, you should see Jamie for this. Um, I think he's on the nose. And they basically gave it to me. The biggest job of my life. I had to go in and do the test, but I was the only Mike Delfino that they tested. I think. Wow. Um, so uh, yeah. So um, but I had done two series for ABC. One called Philly, a Steve Bochco courtroom drama with Kim Delaney. A full season on that <clears throat> as well, and then through a Matrix. And then I had done two pilots for ABC. I had worked for Disney for a while, so I think they knew. Hey, he shows up sober. He knows his lines. You know, he's a team player. We can trust him. And, and they uh, and it paid off for me when they gave me housewives. Yeah, and then you became the desperate housewife hunk. <laughs> well, I guess there were a few of us. You know, I guess that they were they called us hunks. It was funny. I had been, you know, in the business for a long time playing mainly bad guys, and nobody ever called me hunk right. until until. until until our writers convinced America that Terry Hatcher would date me. And then suddenly I was hunky. I think that's all it was, that was all it was based on was a proximity of Terry Hatcher. Right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> now, uh, I wanted to ask you about your band. Are you still doing the band from TV? You know, we are. Uh, and it's tougher because everybody's spread all out. You know, right. Hugh Laurie, Dr. House, was the big draw with us. He played guitar, played piano, played mandolin, good singer. And everybody loved House. And he was sort of the big attraction with the band. We got a lot of great guys, nothing against any of them, but he was a big star. Mm-hmm. And so we played, we still play. We have a gig actually next weekend in San Francisco. We just don't do the big ones anymore because we're a little, we're all kind of B-less. Well, I, I'll, I'll speak myself. And we don't have that big, huge celebrity name 
uh, like the Russell Crowe and his band, you know, and um, when Kevin Costner plays or, you know, Bruce Willis. But we're a bunch of guys that you know from TV, and if you watch any TV, you're going to see somebody you like. It's uh, Jesse Spencer, the, the really dreamy, blonde Australian doctor on House, who is now in Chicago Fire. Uh, Greg Grunberg from Heroes and Alias. Um, Adrian Pazdar from everything from Top Gun to Heroes. Uh, Scotty Grimes from ER. Um, uh, Jorge Garcia from Lost. Um, so it's a, it's a real interesting cross. But Bob Guinea, everybody knows his Bachelor Bob. Jennifer Love Hewitt, his son with us, Terry Hatcher. We sang on American Idol. Um, so it's been a really great thing, strictly for charity. It's yeah. Every dollar uh, that we make goes to charity. And, uh, yeah, we, we've raised over $3 million bucks hmm. um, over the last uh, seven-plus years just wow. playing. You know, we'll go play a casino, and they might donate $100,000, and then we just divvy it up among as many as 50 different charities. Jeez, so this crazy. event that we're going to in San Francisco, it's just a big convention for uh, doctors, but they thought it'd be kind of cute or fun to have the TV band. So we're called Band from TV. We show up, and there's somebody from your favorite TV shows, you know, up there, and, and then they donate the money to charity. So it, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, do you do any of the singing? Are you, you playing guitar? I or? do some. It started out, we did the, uh, we played the TV Guide Emmy party, and they wanted all of us to sing. They said, we want everybody out front. We want the guy from Desperate Housewives out there. We want the guy from House. <clears throat> so we had to find, I'm not a great singer, so we found a few things. Jesse Spencer uh, from House in Chicago Fire is a great fiddle player. So we do doubling down to Georgia. So I can kind of talk my way through that, which yeah. is nice. Uh, and then I do a couple of Springsteen songs because that's sort of what I grew up with. So we found some stuff that I could sing. But Scotty Grimes, who is one of those guys that, that people don't know his name immediately, but everybody knows him. They had red hair and a beard on, on ER, played Archie. Um, was a doctor he played on ER, but mm-hmm. he's a great singer. And Bob Kenny is a great singer, too. So they, they do most of the heavy lifting. Sounds like you guys um, have a lot of fun. I, I, I do a couple songs. Oh, it's it's we have such a great time. It's you know, and it, the, early on, all our shows were big hits. It was great. I mean, people flew us around. We played on this night show. Like I said, we played on American Idol, and that was a lot of fun. But all our shows got canceled. <laughs> so we started. We said we should call ourselves Band from Pilot Season because you know we were. We was House, Desperate Housewives, ER, Lost, Heroes, um, and, and all the shows were gone. So we kind of had to start over. I think you know Jesse is on a show now, Chicago Fire, and I'm on Good Witch. Adrian Pazdar is on the Marvel, um, the superhero show, um, Agents of Shield. Yep, yep. So we're all kind of getting back. You know, on our second go around, we're all on different shows now. But uh, it's been a great way to raise money, and you know, it's also kind of selfish. We. You know, we get to go, you know, play music. Right, yeah. Well, James, I want to finish up with two final questions here. Uh, taking us away from your, you know, your charitable work and your acting and everything else, uh, when you sit back and relax, what do you enjoy watching on TV? What's your favorite shows now and of the past? And what are your favorite movies now and of the past? You know, um, having kids, our movie, watch our movie going style got really cramped. Frozen, um, right? <laughs> because we, we, always, we always go to, you know, it's Ice Age 3 or, you know, Epic or any of these kids Frozen. You know, that's all. <clears throat> but now that I'm working on this show in Toronto, I've got some downtime kind of by myself in the apartment. So I'm catching up on Netflix, and I just am completely hooked on House of Cards and Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, of course, is the flavor of the month, but he should be. He's so fantastic. Um, so Sherlock really got me. I wish there were more of them. And House of Cards, I'm kind of a political wonk. So um, House of Cards was right in my wheelhouse. I've watched all both both seasons of that all, all the way through twice. <laughs> so um, other than that, I just watched. I'm a big political guy, and not really um, don't mean to be like a political big mouth, but very interested. So I watch Hardball, and 
and a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of Fox and MSNBC shows when I when I'm watching TV. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, not a whole lot of movies. Uh, I'm trying to get out some of the holidays, you know, and see some now. I just saw Birdman, that great Michael Keaton. Oh yeah, Edward Norton film, which just rocked my world. But uh, so yeah, I, I try to see. But right now, it's uh, it's all about House of Cards for me. But I must say, I was the biggest House fan in the world. I watched House religiously. Um, because Hugh is just such a good guy and such a great actor. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So that was one of my favorite shows. Even though I know doctors say it wasn't realistic, um, I think uh, I think Gregory House was one of the great uh, TV characters of all time. Yeah. yeah. Well, James, I cannot thank you enough for doing this, and everybody should be sure to watch A Girl's Best Friend on Up TV on uh, this weekend, if they can, on Sunday, January 4th at 7 p.m., and rerunning again on January 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern Times, and also Dancer and the Dame on February 22nd, and uh, we'll also be watching out for your, your new show. Oh, yeah, Goodwitch. Well, thank you. Yeah, but definitely both of those uh, up movies are, are really, really solid family stuff, and um, yeah, I hope people get to see them, and uh, and just the Up Network in general. You know, Barbara's fantastic, and they're they're doing good stuff there, and they're kind of a well kept secret. So mm-hmm. uh, check it out. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you to James. Thank you, Brian. Have a good one. What a great guy, James Denton. I want to thank him so much for taking the time during this busy holiday season to sit down and talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. Let us know what he's got going on and check out those movies. Be sure to check out by going to Up TV and you can see those movies. One, A Girl's Best Friend coming up this weekend and also encoring on January 16th. Okay, and check your local listings for your times. And also in February, he'll be in Dancer and the Dame. So those are coming up on Up TV. Be sure to check those out. So a big thank you going out to James for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Well, that's it. The end of another show, the first show of 2015. And uh, what a way to start, James Denton. So uh, be sure to keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. Tell a friend about us so we get more and more people listening here and they can hear all of their favorite stars by going to onscreenandbeyond.com. Just go there and you can go to our rerun section and all the episodes, all 345 of them are sitting there just waiting for you to download or you can go to iTunes for free and get them. They're all right there. A lot of great guests over the years we've had and uh, we got a lot more to come. So I hope you'll keep joining us. And if you're on Facebook, be sure to like us. And if you're on iTunes, leave a review. That is a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.